0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserve Radio. We've got a bit of a fun episode tonight. Uh, Pretty simple. We're just going to be going through the awards, and if the season ended tonight, who we, as the sole deciding factor, would be awarding that award to. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: I'm fine. He's fine. I'm
2: currently chowing down on some food in between.
0: Yeah, I I wish I had food right in front of me. Angelo, how are you tonight? Pretty
3: good. I'm curious how Austin has planned your downfall this week.
0: I'm just saying nothing can get worse than the players we would build around. It, It cannot possibly get worse than that, and that is not a challenge. I'm just saying There is nothing worse than that. So before we get into that, uh, a bit of NBA news, I guess. So this has become a running theme for me. Uh, It feels like in the past few weeks. Ja Morant. Did you all see the Ja Morant news?
1: I vaguely saw a few things
3: on Twitter. Could you explain? Sponge upon
0: the. Yeah, 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 So, so Ja Morant, you know, I'm not going to call him Ja. I'm going to call him by his real name. Uh, his real name is Demetrius, just in case you didn't know. So, Demetrius Morant is being accused of punching a teenager in the back of the head in a pickup basketball game because the teenager threw a ball at him. Now, again, if a 17 year old gets mad at you in a basketball game and throws a ball at you, your response should not be to assault a minor, right? The only, like, physical altercation should be with an adult if you're going to have one. So th- that's just inanity to begin with. Four days before that, Demetrius's mother was in a finish line at a mall. We don't know the whole... Details about what led to it, but they were not cooperating with her. I don't know what she was requesting, whether it be a refund or she thought because she's Demetrius's mother that she should receive receive uh, free shoes. But in her mind, they were disrespecting her, so she she contacted Demetrius or Demetrius. Demetrius showed up to the finish line with a group of nine friends, and proceeded to threaten the employees. Mall security came, and Demetrius and his friends threatened mall security. They were told to vacate the premises, because at this point, you're, you're being disruptive. They refused, so the police were called, and then Demetrius and his friends left. On their way out of the door, Demetrius Hit the security guard in the head. Or someone hit Demetrius in the head. We, or someone hit the security guard in the head. We don't know for sure if it was Demetrius. But then, Demetrius said he was going to find out what time the security guard got off. So this goes back to what I've been saying. that Demetrius is trying way too hard to fit in. Because people like DeMar DeRozan and Derek Rose all sorts of NBA players, they came from rough backgrounds and he doesn't feel like he belongs, so he's trying to create that rough background even though he grew up in a gated community. So, you'll remember I said, I think he's going to try to get himself in prison just for the cred. It, it just seems more and more likely every day. And I, again, his name, he he's trying to be gangster and his name is I, I I can't Say that enough times. Demetrius. So what do you think about Demetrius Morant?
2: I think he heard your, uh... He read, he heard this podcast and decided to save his face. Save face.
0: (laughs) It's just like every other day something is coming out that him and his... I don't like using this word, but his idiot friends are doing. It's... (laughs) he went from one of the most liked players in the NBA to it's quickly becoming one of the most hated. The only person that I can think of that I've seen more hate for on like the NBA Reddit or um, like Facebook posts or whatever is Dylan Brooks. Uh, Obviously like LeBron has hate, but it's a different kind of hate. Um, so I, I just don't know what's going on. It's like he's trying to speed run getting kicked out of the league. And if David Cern was still commissioner and alive, that would be important for that. Uh like this would have been done with two months ago.
1: Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not even the day after that. But Austin what? We need a Tremetrius counter now. Oh, it's, counter. That's,
0: that's all I'm gonna, when I'm referring to Demetrius Morant, that's all I'm gonna call him, because I didn't actually know that until I was reading the police report. And when I read the police report, I had to go, like, verify it, and yeah, if you go to his wiki, like that that's what it says. I don't know how I didn't know that, but yeah, Demetrius. Jamal Morant, I think, is the name.
1: I think that's... Jamal. 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 Somehow made it worse. Temetrius. I'm not gonna
2: lie. I tried to look up uh, Demetrius Morant like that, and I got Hermaeus
1: Mora from Skyrim. Weird. That was the closest thing that I found, so... Demetrius...
0: Sounds like a, like Roman legionary or something. For some reason, I think you've said that wrong the whole time. Demetrius? Yes. How would you say it? Because I sounded it out. I, I used my big boy pants and I sounded it out. I now need to do a quick Google search. I'm, I'm telling you, you're going to read it and you're going to be like, oh yeah, Demetrius. Like that. Is, that is what it says.
1: You're so slow at Googling. Mm.
0: My lord. How do you think it's pronounced if it's not Demetrius?
1: Hold on.
3: That is why I'm taking so long to do this. One second.
0: Isn't this an exciting episode, everyone? Thank you for joining us tonight.
2: It is Demetrius. It really is. Wow. I looked up on YouTube and found a video how to pronounce it. Wow,
0: it's almost like I know how to speak good English. Speak English good. I was trying to make that sound as stupid as possible, and I don't know how to actually make it sound stupid. Just but... voice. Temetrius. His name is Temetrius.
1: Hmm. Okay, so... Honestly, he sounds like a leader in Halo Wars too.
0: This is turning nerdy real fast. Um, So, before we get into the actual reason we're here tonight, the question of the day today is actually basketball-related, which was interesting because I currently use a random question generator, and the one that came up was, if you could combine two NBA players to make one NBA player, who would those two players be? I think we should have a limit here. I think it should be modern players only. So anyone currently playing. And I'm going to say Stephen Curry with
1: Giannis. Wow, that's a good one. I just got sniped.
0: (laughs) Was that what you were going to put? Yeah. yeah. I I, I was thinking
2: Curry and something.
0: Yeah. I, I think I think Curry Giannis is the only correct answer here because you're getting Steph's shooting, handles, and playmaking, and then Giannis's body finishing uh, defense. defense. Like, it, it, there's you're not getting a better player than that.
1: Trey Young and Chris Paul. Stop. <laughs> that would break the overrated meter. Do you have another one? Oh, stop. Yes, it. actually, I do. Yes, actually, I do have another one. Who is it going to be? Yokic and Embiid.
0: What? Yeah. Okay. He could do it all. Sure. Yokic well, and Embiid. All right, that's an interesting pick. This is a really slow paced episode tonight, guys. This is just kind of relaxed talky time. Um, full transparency, I have had a very, very long week, and I am absolutely exhausted. And I think it sounds like Angelo has as well. Austin has had other things. So it's it's just a very relaxed, chill, calm episode. Probably won't have any Angelo screaming rants tonight. Hopefully, my head hurts. I don't want to hear it, but it's probably going to happen now that I've said it. Um. So let's get into it. Uh, that, so, can I interrupt you for a second? Oh, God, go ahead.
3: That depends on the answer to this question,
1: this very important question. Is he who will not be named to be mentioned in this episode?
0: Angelo. I'm going to be real honest with you. That could be like six different people. There's only one right choice.
3: There's only one
2: right choice. Search your feelings, you know it' to be true Use
1: the wheel you know, if you have
0: let's, to let's hold on let's let's talk let's talk let's talk about something real quick oh no uh, let's, let's so i just I, I want to go a bit on not necessarily record here, okay. I just want
1: to ask a simple question which is, have you guys been watching the Hawks after Nate McMillan got fired? Anyone? Anyone? No one? You got nothing? You haven't? Alright,
2: I'm just gonna say they look really good. I haven't watched them, sorry. I haven't watched them, but I've been watching their box for, and it's looked...
0: It's Might be impressive, better. especially
2: the Cavs. Yeah, it,
0: it, oh man. let's Let's talk... It is a week-old game, but let's talk about that Cavs game. Uh, Hawks in the second quarter dropped 50 points. It was actually 49, but we're rounding up 50 points against the Cavs in a single quarter. Uh, the Hawks weren't even healthy that night. Uh, John Collins was still out, so the Cavs were completely healthy. It, just, it really speaks to Trey Young's leadership. You go out and drop 34, 9, and 3. Uh, I mean, it, it's against those Cavs teams, but the defense of Trey Young really shined through because Donovan Mitchell only scored 19, which is, you know. Just in case you're wondering at home right now, uh, Angelo has his mic muted and he's currently yelling every obscenity in every known language, at me. That's what's currently happening. That's why it's so quiet. You're used to the yelling. Um, I did ask him to lessen the interruptions that he's been known for because it was causing a lot of really bad audio bleed. But rest assured, use your imagination. That is going on right now. And you'll notice he's not disagreeing with me, so you know it's to be true. So with that being said, We will get into our awards predictions if the season were to end today. So I think we'll start at the back of the list in terms of priority. And we will start with one that I am not sure Angelo even filled out, which is Coach of the Year. Angelo, did you fill out Coach of the Year?
1: Barely, but yes.
0: I am actually impressed that you did. Um, So I'll start it. Uh, my pick for coach of the year if the season were to end today is one that if you've been following us since the beginning of the season you know this is coming it's going to be Mike Brown with the Sacramento Kings look they've got talent over there they've got heaps and heaps of talent and they're one of my favorite teams to watch but if you're the coach of the Kings the year they finally break the playoff drought You're going to get some props. Uh, Just off the top here, they are actually, this was surprising to me, the number one offense in the NBA. And they're actually number eight in total net rating, which is impressive because they're number 26 in defensive rating. Uh, They're currently 36 and 25, which is third in the Western Conference. They just look great this year. I know Angelo doesn't think coaching has a super important impact, but you got to give some credit to Mike Brown for this. And so I think that he, as of right now, has earned that award. I think that he has led this team very well. They're still a very young team and they seem poised out there. They're just, like I said, fun to watch and. There were other good choices. Um, I'm not going to say that it was a runaway award. I think that John Mazzullo with the Celtics is a good choice, and Mike Malone with the Nuggets is also a good choice. But Mike Brown's my pick.
1: Yeah, you kind of just gave away mine.
3: Mine's actually Joe Mazzullo because... It w- it would be so easy for the Celtics just to free fall after that whole situation with their coach. Whose <laughs> name I cannot think of right now. Wait, who? The old coach who had the scandal with
1: the secretary oh. of the Celtics.
0: I- Ime Yudoka.
1: Ime Yudoka, yes. Yeah. So it
3: wasn't exactly granted the team is a great situation, but the situation that was left to joe was not the easiest and he not only has taken that situation and thrived just he's he's been the example of a leader you know the celtic's just lost in the finals which say what you want losing in the final game of the season is a mentally taxing event
0: Absolutely, it's it is
3: very easy to fall into a slump post that, and with the added pressure, how
0: young they are,
3: yes. So no, mine's Joe Missoula. I'm not gonna you know frown on you or frown on you for being the Kings' bandwagonite and picking Mike Brown, but
0: like like I said, I think this was I think Coach of the Year was a very very tight race for me because I kind of went those three different ways between Missoula Brown. And
3: so, uh, the way I did a lot of mine is I put up the Vegas betting odds and
0: uh-huh.
3: <laughs> I just looked into the coaches and I gained an opinion from there. But yeah, Missoula Brown, Mike Malone, Taylor Jenkins, and actually Doc Rivers is at the tail end of it yeah. are the top four candidates
0: there. I, I think coach of the year is very tight. And yeah, I know before, um, <laughs> since we just mentioned him, I forgot to mention uh, Udoka is actually linked to the Hawks to be the new head coach. As much of a questionable human as he has been, apparently, yes, you like his coaching style with Trey Young, John Collins, and Jante Murray, and Sadiq Bey, and all those other great pieces they have over there. So,
3: so I did you a favor, and I did not say anything or interrupt you in your whole Hawks diatribe. So, I am going to ask you the simple question uh-huh. How far do you have the Hawks in the playoffs,
2: then?
0: It's tough. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have, have them a as
2: correction when you're ready.
0: I don't have them as the favorites by any means. Mm-hmm. I I think they could make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's unlikely. I think they probably lose in the second round. Okay. Um, but would I be shocked if they made the Eastern Conference Finals? Not at all. I would be shocked if they advanced to the finals. I don't see that as likely. It is possible, but. If they make it to the finals, they're just going to get swept. But I don't think this is their year. I think they've got the talent necessary. Not necessarily... Let me rephrase that. I think they've got the building blocks of a championship team. Um. I, it's not this year. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it is. And it's probably not even next year, but they are still a young team, and with the right direction this is a team that very soon could be a contender.
1: So what is your correction Austin? I I need a clarification before I can submit a cl-
2: correction. Okay. okay. Clear- you what said is your Udoka was like is being considered for head coach or was before uh, Snyder last- was hired?
0: Oh, Snyder was hired. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, Snyder, was- Snyder got a five-year deal. And because I was reading about Udoka this morning. Interesting. <laughs> yep. So, yay, correction. Yay, oh. hey, that that's, that's Austin's main job, and he's doing it so well. You you pick for Coach of the Year, Austin?
2: I did not, but I agree with both of you.
0: Kings, yeah. if I had to choose, probably would have been him. Mm Mike Brown. Yeah, Yeah. I I think that's a safe one. So, next on our list will be the most improved player. Mm hmm. This one was not easy. (laughs) Mm hmm. I ended up going with Laurie Markinen. Mm hmm. Going from, like, yes, he. Someone has to score, and that's him. But he went from averaging, what was it, 14 points per game currently. He's averaging 25. Uh, his fouls have stayed the same. His turnovers have stayed the same. His blocks have stayed the same. His steals have stayed the same. His his rebounds have gone up. I think it's like three. Like I think he's at eight and a half per game right now. But just that gap in the points, the jump from 14.5 to 25.5, that's just a huge jump. And yes, there were other players that made huge jumps. I think um, Jalen Brunson made a jump this year. Tyrese Halliburton made a jump this year. I think SGA made a jump this year. But I think the overall jump of Markinen was huge yes the Jazz are horrible and he is the best scorer on the Jazz so he's going to get buckets but when you're looking at the award it's not about who has the most talent at least not in the eyes of the NBA it's really just stat watching and I don't think and I should have researched this more I don't think anyone had as big of a jump from a net point of view as Larry Markkinen. So this was one that I struggled with for a while because I went between Halliburton, Brunson, and Markkinen back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and I ended up going with Markkinen, and once I did, it was pretty easy.
1: I believe that the Ja Morant
3: winning that award last year Wait. is gonna change the course of Yeah,
0: the Ja or Demetrius, sorry, Demetrius winning that award broke the <laughs> award.
1: I think the trend's gonna continue and I'm guessing SGA. Even though SGA probably shouldn't get it.
0: I mean if we're going with the already solidified star getting the award, I'm fine with SGA getting it. I just don't think he should have. I don't think
1: Demetrius should have got it. I agree. But I think the
3: award has been tainted, and this year is going to be a good year. It's either going to be a course correction, or we're going to see this as a trend moving forward.
0: I just don't think that you can, in good faith, as a voting member of the media, vote for SGA when we've seen... that's hard to say because SGA has had a great season. But the jump of 11 points per game, you can't ignore that when you're writing your ballot. You, you just can't. Thinking back to last year, and again, I, I don't typically remember runners-up after two days, I can't remember anyone... More deserving than Ja, I don't think Ja should have won it, but I I don't think it was a problem for me. Like I don't think there was someone that I felt was more deserving. I just said John said it to Demetrius. I am failing at this already. Um, so I I just think that the jump that Markkinen had, it's not able to be ignored. Austin, did you have a pick here? Yeah, I
2: was going between Brunson and Markkinen. Um, In my eyes, most improved should be the person that will be able to keep up the volume, and I don't see Markkinen doing that, so I actually went with Brunson.
0: In in that same vein, do you think that no matter what, Markkinen has earned his touches? Like, if he were to go to another team, or... Utah were to get another star, do you think that, given the fact that Markkanen is facing the toughest defensive matchups every night, and he's still putting up these numbers, he's uh, just shooting the ball quite well, all things considered. He's got a 65% true shooting. Um, his usage rate is 25%, which is absurd. And his per is still 22.6. So do you think that he has earned touches no matter where he goes? Do you think that this was a... Like, yes, it was someone has to score and that was him. Absolutely. But sometimes that's the jump you need. That is what kickstarts his career. So do you think going to another team he would still warrant touches? Because... 65% Sixty-five percent true shooting is kind of absurd.
3: I think yeah. this is a darling season, and I don't think he's going to
2: replicate this season. That's what I was, so was all- going to say. I don't. I don't want to call it a fluke, but I'm going to call it an anomaly.
0: Well, time will tell. I. I believe in the Lari. I think that. He's going to be at least a solid starter, no matter where he goes now. I think he has shown that he can do that if given a role. And I think that both Chicago and Cleveland were, I don't want to say misusing him, but misusing him. And I think Utah has let him just get out and do his thing and be Laurie Markin, and, and that has paid off in dividends. Um, next on our list, hold on nine. Closing a bunch of tabs. Ugh. Alright, so next on our list is 6th man of the year. This one... Ugh. I went with Malcolm Brogdon. I don't want to say this one was hard, because it really wasn't. I did have a short list of about 5 players. Um... Off the top of my head, I can only think of four, which was Brogdon, Norman Powell, Tyrese Maxey, because he has come off the bench a lot this year, and also Benedict Matherin. I went with Malcolm Brogdon because he's a legitimate starting caliber player, or he's coming off the bench. Currently leading the league in three-point percentage. He's got 14.7 points per game. Um, 3.7 assists per game and 4.5 and rebounds per game, which is kind of weird to think about the fact that he's averaging more rebounds than assists now that I'm looking at it. His 3-point percentage is actually up to 46% now. I have it written down as 45.7, so it did jump in between when I wrote this and now. Um, Coming off the bench, having an 18.5 per... When chair 4.1. It's, it's just, you're getting starter-caliber expectations out of a bench player, and I'm not sure there was a better
1: choice. Generally agree with you. I debated back and forth, and
3: honestly, the person that I debated Brogdon with is Maxie, but... At the end of the day, I think you're right. I think the only other person you didn't mention who probably deserves to be mentioned is Christian
2: Wood. But that's what I was thinking. I, but
0: so my to... thing about Christian Wood, and this, I'm not going to go on like a whole tirade about this. You can be a really good offensive six man or a really good defensive six man, and I'm not going to quantify you for six man of the year. I think there has to be at least an effort on both ends of the floor. If you're a great offensive player and you try on defense, sure. Christian Wood doesn't even try on defense. So that's part of the reason he fell out of my list. If we were going just off scoring, absolutely, he's up there. But at least get into a stance. Pretend you're playing defense and maybe I'll give consideration... Keep in mind, he was on my list at the start of the season because I thought this was the year he was going to figure that part out, but he did not.
3: That's fair. That's really, there's not much I can say about that. It, it's
1: proctored. So I, I do yeah. agree with You?
0: you what did you say, Austin? You agree? Yeah. Oh, we are flying right through these because there's not been much contention. I'm surprised. No. Then again, I feel like. We're all generally in agreement about these things. Now we get to. Uh, I mean, this one. This one, I think we're all gonna. Yeah, DPOY, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. It, it's Jaron Jackson. And
2: even with the false blocks.
0: <laughs> that was investigated. There are not false blocks. Uh. <laughs> you. I don't have the stats in front of me right now and I should have pulled them up because I was looking at them the other day, but the fall off from when Jackson is on the floor and when he's on the bench or injured, they go from being the second best defense to, like, the 23rd best defense. Like, it is insane the amount. This man's just presence on the floor terrifies everyone. Um, 3.3
2: blocks per game.
0: Yeah, it's an, he's leading the league. That's... With 3.3. That is... And he's no slouch offensively either. Like... He's not gonna, like... Set the world on fire offensively or anything, but... 16 and a half points and... What was it? Six rebounds? Six and a half rebounds? Yeah. There's just... You could make arguments and I wouldn't say you're wrong for Nick Claxton or Bam Adebayo or even Giannis, but
1: it, this I one's this too is easy. Easier.
0: This is too easy. It's Jaron Jackson.
3: The only thing Jaron needs to add to his arsenal is the cornet contest.
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for it.
0: What a waste of time. <laughs> uh,
1: so, now an interesting one.
0: Rookie of the year.
1: I don't think it's that interesting.
0: It's not. It's not. I wanted it to be interesting. I really wanted it to be interesting. I wanted to be able to argue a case for Benedict Matherin. It's Paulo. It yep. hands down Paolo. <laughs> He's versatile. He is a seven footer. Averaging 20 points, 6.5 rebounds, 3.5 six 6'10". Whatever. You're close enough to 7 foot. <laughs> we call that a 7 footer. <laughs> it's like how we pretend that Kevin Durant is not 7 foot tall. He is 7 foot That's tall. That's fair. <laughs> um, for a rookie, Banchero looks like he's been in the league for 15 years. You don't see a lot of mistakes from him. Um, and the mistakes you see are simple little things that you know he's going to shore up over the next year or year and a half.
1: Orlando made the right choice. I tested them.
0: Full disclosure, I didn't think that Paolo and I didn't think Chet Holmgren were going to be the best players in this draft, and one year in, well not a year in, but almost a year in, I have been completely wrong. I wasn't wrong about Chet, because my thing with Chet was I thought he was going to get injured. He didn't even play a game. But I thought Paolo was the third best player in this draft, and he is proving me absolutely incorrect, and I am here for it, because he is a joy to watch.
1: Yeah, I think you said it best. I'm fully on board with the Apollo hype train. Yep,
3: yeah, he just needs to add the cornet contest, and he's he's got it. He's got it locked
0: up. Okay, this is our only chance for Descent, and I think this is going to be it because I know Angelo is very passionate about this one. So we are at the most valuable player. We didn't do Executive of the Year because who cares? Who cares? I would give it to... Danny Ainge. I would give it to Danny Ainge. Just on the record, it's Danny Ainge. Um, MVP. Most valuable player.
1: I am going to say it's Nikola Jokic. I'm not even going to explain
0: why. He just is. He is the best player in the NBA this season. Boo. You can boo all you want. But the man is averaging 25 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. Or 12
1: rebounds, sorry. He's... Oh, no... Okay, I'm not booing you anymore. I was looking at his
2: career stats.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the best player in the NBA this year.
1: <laughs>
0: so, the as... one
2: I could give an argument for is Luca. Yeah, that's Luca just
0: So, I think you can make an argument for Luca. I think you can make an argument for Joel. Uh, I think you can make an argument for Tatum. But th- this award is
1: Jokic's to lose. I I don't know if it's Jokic's to lose.
0: I think if the season ended right this second, Jokic is the MVP.
2: Even though he's won it
0: two times? Yeah, I don't think that. I think, if anything, the fact that he has won it two times increases his odds this season. Because, look, the NBA is trying to become... I mean, I don't want to say trying to become more of a global game because it already is a global game. It's trying to become more of a global game. What speaks to foreign leagues and foreign players and foreign fans more than the face of the MVP trophy three years in a row being a European? It, it just it makes sense from a storytelling standpoint and from a statistical standpoint Jokic is the best player in the league this season I want to hear Angelo's argument for it to be someone else because I know that he is decided that Jokic will not win this season just on the basis of him already winning two or the previous two so your job is to sell me on another candidate without just saying, oh, well, Jokic has won it twice, because that shouldn't matter. What should matter is who is the best player. Sell me on a candidate being better than Nikola Jokic.
3: It's not really that a candidate is better than Nikola Jokic. It's just that it, it's going to happen. Whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. There is going to be, and I'm sure, I am so positive, that the NBA media is going to try to find a hole in his case, and they're going to run with it.
1: They're whether that be a
3: slump, me. whether that be them losing games at the end of the season, whether that be his spotty playoff record, there's going to be a hole. Poked in this case, and it's going to be Embiid or your Donchinch, I believe, who's going to run away with it.
0: But let me stop you there, because his playoff record has no bearing on MVP for this twenty twenty three 2022-2023 season. I get what you're saying. That that has no impact on how they're viewing him. Mm. And it absolutely should not. It It should not. absolutely should not. And I don't think it will. I do not think it will.
1: Uh, I we'll think
0: see. that his case is so solidified just in statistics. Now, could he go on a slump? Absolutely. He could bottom out and his stats fall. But right now, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about if the season ended today, he's winning MVP.
3: And I'm telling you, the season isn't ending today and something is absolutely going to happen
0: that people are going to run with. Even if
3: it's flimsy, I guarantee you, even if it's flimsy,
0: they are going to run with it. We're not talking about that. Angelo, that's what I was about to say. The point of our list is if the season ended today, I don't care about the fact that he could go on a slump. Embiid and and Luca, could go on slumps worse than him. But we're not playing a game of could and would and should. We're playing a game of if it ended today, he is the MVP.
1: I still don't think they'd vote for him.
0: You'd be wrong. I...
1: <laughs> I'm just I'm saying. Very... Do you
3: want you do you want a wager on Jokic finishing for, for MVP right now? I'll give it to you.
0: What are we betting? What do you want? I don't know. You're the one approaching me with a bet. <laughs> Hey, I'm just asking. What do you want? We'll figure that out off air, because okay. I'm just telling you. Like, I've never been more sure of an MVP candidate in my life.
1: In your life?
0: In my That's life. Bold.
3: Okay. The, okay. I have the bet then.
0: Okay. <laughs> it, so it's since... just it's so he's averaging a triple double. And it's not forced. It is a natural triple-double. He's not like having his teammates box out so he can get rebounds. He's not passing up open layups to get assists. Looking at you, Russ. Nice. He's not going for fast-break dunks at the end of a game when a 20-point blowout. Looking at you, Russ. This is an organic triple-double. He's shooting the ball incredibly efficiently. He's shooting at the best he shot in his entire career.
3: So, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, or of the future audience, I am now going to give you the start of a future show. You are welcome. The bet is whoever is wrong will start that next podcast. The first thing that that person says who is wrong is, I was wrong, and then they will make their case for why either Jokic won MVP and should have won MVP or he didn't win MVP and he
0: deserved not to. We will have to talk about this off air because I'm not sure what you're talking about or how okay. you're talking that. Okay. But, so he's shooting 40% from three, Angelo. Do you know that? Did you know he's shooting 40% from
1: three? Great, man. Do you know he's shooting
0: like, what is it, 63% from the field? He's efficient. He's getting the rebounds, he's getting the assists, he's making his team better. Mm. If you want to say there's going to be voter fatigue, I'll give that to you. I think there will be voter fatigue. I just don't think there will be enough voter fatigue to write this man out. I don't, I'm just
2: going to interject here. I don't think the 40% from three really matters. He's, shooting... only, he's only averaging two three point attempts per game.
0: Yeah, but it's still 40%.
2: Well, okay, one person can make one three point and they're shooting 100%. Do they get MVP nod for that?
0: No, but two points or two attempts per game over, was it 55 games at this point?
1: Yeah, and that's thought... 40 out of 100. Yes.
0: He's his true shooting seventy percent. Like I, I don't just. This is the second highest PER he's had. He's leading the league in PER. Again, PER is the metric we use to judge who a quality NBA player is. Like that's the litmus test, and he's leading the league right now. He's thirty two or thirty one point nine on PER. I just you can't make this argument. He has the highest assist percentage in the NBA. He has the highest offensive win share and win share in the NBA. He has the highest opponent box minus in the or offensive box plus minus in the NBA. He has the highest defensive box plus minus on the NBA. Do you know what that means? He has the highest box plus minus in the NBA. He has the highest defensive rebound percentage in the NBA. He has the highest true shooting percentage in the NBA. There's nothing you can say that tells me this man doesn't deserve it. If you say voter fatigue, sure, whatever. I just don't think there's going to be enough voter fatigue because this season, to this point, and again, there's plenty of time left in the season. He could bottom out. But to this point, if the season were in today, there's no
1: one better than him.
0: Do you disagree? I
1: don't know. I get what you're saying, but I'm still Team Luca.
0: But you're, <laughs> for the record, he's Team Luca because he's a homer. Earlier, when I was trying to make a case for Benedict Matherin to win Sixth Man of the Year or Rookie of the Year, uh, that's what he's doing. He's he's trying to sell it. So Ooh. I want you to tell me who is more deserving than Nikola Jokic. Angelo? Embiid. Embiid. So we have three separate picks here. Why do you think Embiid is more deserving? Does he have a higher purr? No. Because Jokic is leading. Does he have a better true shooting? No, because Jokic is leading. Does he have higher wind chair? No. Because Jokic is leading. Oh, he's also for the record just um, I didn't read this one off. Uh Jokic is also leading the league in value over replacement player, which isn't like necessarily that important, but it is interesting. What is that metric? Real quick. So, it's basically The easiest way to explain it would be like so, if I was in the game, right, and then Angelo subbed into the game for me, uh-huh. like, the value you're getting from me is so much more than you're getting from Angelo. That's value over a replacement player.
3: This definitely isn't 2k we're talking
0: about. So, like, if Angelo comes into the game and starts, you know, his opponent starts shooting 80% and drops 20 points, like, that value number is gonna go up. So, basically, it's saying that I'm better than who would be put on the floor in my absence, so it, it's it. it's a very subjective metric because it's all about the backups more than anything. Because like, if you were on a team that had a like Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon, mm-hmm. like that's going to be a lot closer.
1: It makes sense.
0: But so anyway, um, we will be. Shortly here in a couple months, you will be hearing from Angelo explaining, I think, how Nikola Jokic won MVP. I think
1: that's what that was. I'll figure it out.